Hey guys, it's me, Jenna Hartley. Welcome to Heart to Heart. This is the place to be if you want to be inspired, be empowered, and find ways to embrace the strong woman I know you already are. So buckle up and let's get ready to discover our inner badasses. Hey guys, welcome to uh, Writer Wednesdays. It's a weekly chat with my author friends, a chance to get to know the writers behind your favorite stories, as well as discover some hopefully new to you ones. Uh, this week's guest is Leslie McAdam. Hey, Leslie. Hello. Thank you for joining me today. She is a USA Today bestselling author, California girl who loves romance and well-defined abs. Who doesn't? Um, she lives in a drafty old farmhouse on a small orange tree farm in Southern California with her husband and two children. She's received literary awards and has been featured in multiple publications, including Cosmopolitan.com, and her books have been top 100 bestsellers on both Amazon and Apple Books. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Always got to get through it without the tongue twister, but it often just... Well, you could just quote my son. He's 14. He goes, what are words? <laughs> what <Yeah>. are words? <laughs> Made up. <laughs> um, well, I read that your, uh, you, your life in Southern California on a small tree, small orange tree farm sounds very idyllic to me, even if a bit drafty. So I wonder, like what is it actually like there and how did you come to live on an orange tree farm? So I got my dream house. Um, there have been only two families who've lived in my house in a hundred years. So my house was built in 1913 and the young family lived there until my husband's family bought it in the seventies and we bought it from them. Uh -huh. So the house is a 1913 craftsman with original fixtures like push button lighting, uh, built in wainscoting. Um, you, know, you can get into all the architectural features, but it's mostly untouched. The kitchen was redone, mm -hmm. but I've got a big old Victorian clawfoot tub and, but it is drafty. The funny thing is, is that the front door um, during the seventies with shag carpeting, they cut the door so that it would open for the shag carpeting. So there really is a huge draft. We have like this draft snake that I made out of sorry material. You know, the it's really pretty, but yeah, so it is drafty. Um, and we have five acres of oranges. Uh, there's some other stuff in there too. There's uh, mandarins and avocados. In my, in my Facebook group, I'll give away like avocados and stuff. <laughs> I need a Facebook group. I don't think I'm in there and I'm like, sign me up for the avocados. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it, yeah. When it's um, in season, and we have weird avocados. The the ones you see in the store are called like Haas or Hass. Yes. We have ones that are um, probably called Anaheim, and like one is about the size of a whole bowl of guacamole. Like it's they're they're silly big. So yeah, so yeah. they're popular. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Join my Facebook group when I give away avocados when they're in season. I don't know. I'm not in there, but I am definitely going to be now because yeah, we make a lot of guacamole. <laughs> Uh, in Texas, but also I've discovered avocado as like a hair mask and a face mask is like amazing. So I was kind of desperate in the beginning of a uh, quarantine. Like I had gone my longest ever without a haircut and I was like going insane. And I was like, I've just got to do something to like feel like I took care of myself. Um, and so I tried like a brown sugar and honey scrub. And then I put on like just, it's like avocado and olive oil. And then I 
I slathered it on my hair and I was like, oh, this could be awful. And every time I've done it, I just feel like I look brighter and like my, everything just seems healthier. So I don't know. So, so bye-bye COVID hair. Hello, avocado. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. My kid does that. I've got a 12 year old girl and she'll show up. She'll be walking around the house and like her face has black tea on it. <laughs> like the, the tea leaves just, okay. Yeah. No, I'm I'm in I'm in favor of those remedies. Yeah. So yeah, no, yeah. happy to ship avocados when they're in season. Nice. Yeah. Um, well that's awesome. I'm very jealous. Um yeah, I love historic homes and um my in-laws actually lived in Australia for a while and they lived in a house that was mm. like from the early nineteen hundreds and had been redone, but it had a lot of the it, they kept all the character but just modernized it. And you know, the light switches there were these little like they almost look like a bell you would see on like a desk at a hotel, but you flipped it. It was really cool. They're very like round gold. And then the switch. Um, oh, cool. And then like the ceiling medallions and like the stained glass. I'm just like, oh, I'm just like totally jealous right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's the old joke though, that nothing works in an old house except the owners. So, you know, <laughs> but I, I, to be fair, my husband is the the one doing the work. He's the farmer. He's the one who's. We have a 1958 tractor, and it's narrow. It fits between the oranges, and so that's what he uses is a vintage tractor. Wow. Came with the house. That's cool. <laughs> so, do you guys um like sell the oranges, or do you? Yeah, you do. I was just curious since you said it was a smaller one. Um my husband yeah no that it'll take them about a day or two to pick them and um they take care of everything it's been different companies throughout the years been mm -hmm. sunkissed or it's a, currently worth a company that's um uh, a few hundred miles away but they come pick them up it's so interesting to me like i i've always grown up in kind of suburbia um and like well i did too so yeah. this is new so yeah I, new for you right yeah i mean do you feel like that was a an adjustment or do you feel like it was like something you felt necessary or you enjoyed it or was it just kind of part of life when i was in high school i used to say that i was going to live with like a cow and a picket fence in vermont and i i don't have a cow and i'm not in vermont but i do literally have the picket fence so i think at some point i i always wanted to live in like i said it's my dream house i yeah, yeah it's nice we have space it's yeah it's nice <laughs> awesome it's, it's interesting it's actually it's to, not to babble about it but it's a, a, an area that was platted but never fully developed and so at the end of our property is what used to be the school um but people live in it now so people are living in like classrooms uh -huh. and then across the street from that is the church which has uh, bells that ring that i can hear at 10 o'clock on sundays even now with zoom they still hand ring the church bells, which I think is just charming. It is. Um, and it's kind of hilarious because if you look at a map, there's supposed to be like roads through my property that never got made. And it, it's, it's just, it's very funny. It is fun. It's, I guess it's fun discovering the history of places. Do you, in your stories, write a lot of places that you feel like um, it's have a sense of place because of your own history with your, mm -hmm, yeah. I feel like I, I have a tendency to do that, though my house is not historic like yours, but I feel like my love for that has, you know, I, I think a lot about the sense of place. Yeah, that's cool. Um, 
so I, I've been enjoying your blog, which I mentioned before we started uh, recording. So anybody who hasn't checked that out, you should go um, to Leslie's website um, and check it out because you have a lot of, I feel like um, you focus a lot on self-help, mental health, and other topics, um, all things that I like learning about, but it seems like a freeing outlet for you. And I feel like you have some really poignant remarks, but you're also very... Um, not sparse with your words, but you're very um, choosy almost, right? Like, um, and I like that. Um, so I guess I wondered, you know, like, uh, it seems like an outlet for you and this kind of this the post on permission. Um, so like doing the things you want without waiting for someone to give you permission and stuff. And so what do you feel like kind of has helped you get to that point with some of these things like permission, right? Good question. Well, first, thank you. Um, yeah, I had a, a goal at the start of the year that I was going to post a blog post every Wednesday and Saturday. And it could be one word, but I had to post a blog post every Wednesday and Saturday. And I, I pretty much kept it. Um, I was very inspired by James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, if you've uh -huh. ever checked that out. Yeah, yeah. I've never gotten to read it yet, but yeah. Oh, it's marvelous. But anyway, sort of these little, little habits. Um, I think at a bigger level, the reason why I wanted to blog is because I spent last year writing and rewriting and rewriting a fiction book. And um, I wrote 70,000 words, threw it away, did it again, threw it away, and just was having so much trouble. And it was like this year where I was working as a writer, but wasn't producing anything because it just wasn't going anywhere. And I needed some instant gratification because every time I post something, I panic. And I, I needed to get kind of inured to that, you know, just like, okay, post, okay, post. I don't care what it said, okay, post. So part of it was I needed to get over the fear of um, publishing. Mm -hmm. I, I, quite simply. And so it was a very small way of doing that was to be able to go, okay, I'm just going to post a little blog post. Um, I've, I've always had in the back of my mind that I was interested in writing nonfiction. Um, I remember in high school, I wrote a personal essay and somebody came up to me afterwards and was like, I was so touched by that. I was like, okay. And so I, I think that I've just always liked writing that. Uh -huh. So that's something to do with it, too, is it's just enjoyment. And then, so where do I get to the point where I can write it? Well, it was kind of a combination of a promise to myself, a need to put myself out there. It's scary. It's scary to put writing out there. And it's also a way that I can just process it's not even my week, it's my day, it's my hour, you know, it's whatever it is <laughs> that I feel like writing. Um, so yeah, it's been a, a fun project. I think at some point I might go through and collect things and coalesce them and make them longer. But yeah, I tend to be pithy. Uh, you know, I don't go on and on and on. It does tend to be a little shorter. Yeah, but even, even though it is short, I find it's very insightful. It packs a punch, which is the nice thing because like, uh, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts on like self-help or things. And a lot of, it's funny because I feel like there are times in my life where it's like, whoa, the universe is speaking to me about something because like it's coming from everywhere. Right. And it's like your blog and these places. And it's just, um, you know, incredibly moving and insightful posts. Um, there was one that I really liked about measuring the right things. Um, oh, which, you're my people. 
<laughs> when I'm reading this, I'm like, I cannot wait to talk to Leslie because I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Um, you know, and you, I, I feel like it's still, you know, you, you talk about it's still forward motion in my creative life. And really that's what I want underneath it all. And I feel like, you know, I'm reading a lot of books about, you know, kind of like what is success to you? How do you measure these things? You know, um, even if you've achieved a certain level of income, if you're fortunate to that you, you feel like you can support your family, like what keeps you motivated, all whatever it is, um, you know, and I feel like, I think I read some stuff about you and your word count that was amusing because as someone who likes, right, hitting their word count, it's sometimes hard to, <laughs> to give you an example, when I was um, an undergrad, I was on a rowing team in college. Um, and so I, had these two friends and we would carpool to practice every morning. So I had to get up at 4.45 and we'd leave at 5.15. And I would be waiting in the cafeteria and sometimes just to mess around with me, they'd come down and they'd be like, mm, it's 5.16, are you freaking out a little? <laughs> so I feel like your word count one where you're talking about like how sometimes it's really hard to let go of your word count, but you did, you know, it's like sometimes people like us have to let, let those expectations go. <laughs> Yeah, you know, there's all sorts of different kinds of people in the world, but I was the kind who did my homework and got good grades. And if I made, uh, this is what I need to do for myself, I would do this for myself. And I would get very disappointed if for some reason it didn't happen. And I've had to learn that there's kind of a balance there. You know, it's, it, it doesn't need to be um, every single thing measured, every single thing productive to mean something you know like you said or like you said that i said that having the word count what it means is is that you've worked on your book and maybe played with it and that's the important thing you know and whether you get to i always have odd word counts my current word count is 1429 words and so like today I got to 1430 i was like yes <laughs> <laughs> One word over, right? But, you know, if I didn't, I think that that's the process is if I didn't, if I didn't to be like, okay, that's okay too. Yeah. You know, that's okay too. It's just kind of shedding some perfectionism. Yeah. I, I think that's kind of one of my big takeaways from what I've been reading, learning, or just trying to work on for myself this year, right? And I think part of it for me has come with having a daughter, right? And like, before that, my life was very, you know, um, to my structure, right? And I had a lot more control over it. And I feel like having a kid has been so good for me in so many ways to be like, just go with the flow more, right? <laughs> like, let it go. Um, but I do feel like this year with the, you know, realizing like, okay, maybe I'm not making the progress I want on the book that I'm writing, but I am making progress. Or sometimes it's okay to, I think you had a post about fallow the term and kind of like resting, right? And it's like, I've been trying to allow myself more breaks to realize that I need to recharge, but also it's okay. Like, you know, I think our society is so much about your worth being tied to how productive you are, that it's very hard for us sometimes, whether you're perfectionists or whatever, like us or not to kind of just be. <laughs> right. You know, I, I mean, I published four books very fast and then kind of a break and then publish some more and and now I've had quite a break and it isn't for lack of trying 
you know, and it, it, there has been a, a need to process that because I can look around and go, my God, there's these people, they're marvelous. And they post something every, you know, they publish a new book every month or every two months. It's like, okay, but I have to remind myself to not compare very simply, you know, we're each on our own path and we're each doing our own thing. And what I'm doing is working for me might not work for somebody else, but it makes me happy. And that's kind of the important thing, I think. Yeah, I think that that kind of comes with the giving yourself permission. I mean, sometimes it's like, is what I'm doing because I want to do it or because I feel like I should do it? Or am I doing what I want to be doing? Yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to think if I had, well, I also loved your post. I'm like just totally gushing over your blog here, sorry, uh, about like just wearing what you want even during pandemic life because you want to wear it. And so I'm like, I need to just bust out some crazy outfits right because I think my daughter would like that um and because I'm wearing plaid pants and saddle shoes because they make me happy <laughs> you know I could kind of see earlier when you stood up and I was like is that a plaid skirt like I want to see the rest of this you know cute outfit yeah, yeah. I get my, got my... <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know um I hate to say it but life's too short and like what permission am I waiting for right these pants make me really happy. They're almost as comfortable as like sweatpants, but they're just cuter. And, you know, I just like them. And so if I were to hold off, and this is me, again, I, I think I try to, to emphasize these things. This is not a judgment against hanging out in your, you know, leggings and sweatshirt and being comfortable. Like, please do that. Mm -hmm. For me, though, I'm... I guess it just, this stuff does bring me joy. And so if I do want to, uh, like, like one day I wore this crazy flowered dress. I walked it under my mailbox. I mean, I, <laughs> and my husband's just like, yeah, why don't you wear it? Where else are you gonna wear it? We're in quarantine, you know, it's like, okay. So yeah, I mean, who else is gonna make my life fun if I don't make it fun? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, why not have a little sparkle in your day in the form of a flower dress or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess, uh, so how do you, do you want to talk about what's next for you with your books or do you feel like you're kind of in a process of figuring out what's next based on what you're saying about your writing? No, I got a lot coming up. Um, so when my understanding of when this is going to be published, I'm going to have a book out the following week. So it's, um, it's done. It's a, it's the first time I've written new adult. So they're very young, but they're very cute. And um, it's called Boy in a Train. It's part of a series of books where every single one has the word boy in it. It's the All American Boy series. So that one is uh, being proofread right now. So it'll be published in early February. Um, I signed my first uh, contract for a book to be published and that's what I'm uh, writing right now and that one is for Serena Bowen's Hard Eyes Press mm -hmm. and it's so I'm writing in her world and it's so much fun <laughs> it's really like I'm grinning when I'm writing this book awesome. so yeah yeah that's what I was doing before I hopped on here so that's um, going to be published next summer and 
I have, I'm, I'm, what I'm looking at is I have a list over there of where all the other projects are. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so the one that I tried to write and tried to write and tried to write, that one is finally at a point where I like where it, it's going. So that one will get done. Another two others that are pretty close. Dang. Yeah, I have, a, I have a feeling next year I'm going to publish a lot, so. Hey, whatever, that's exciting. Yeah, I know it's a... Uh the shared world. I don't know how Serena's works, but I wrote, um, and Corinne Michaels, the one that you're reading and written. And I, it was really fun to me because I had read, you know, her Salvation Society books. Um, and just to get to play in that author's world, but then bring your own characters in. And I found, I, I don't know, it was just a really fun exercise. I, it sounds like you're finding that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm having, I'm having a blast. It, it's an MM story. It's the first time I've ever written a full length one. And I think it's the story I've just been dying to write forever. And so I'm just sort of like, let me loose and having a lot of fun with it. That's awesome. I can't wait to read that. Um, yeah. I'm curious how you feel like you got over your hump with the story that you tried to write and tried to write and whatever I have a story that's kind of like that. Well, I have several stories. So I changed point of views. Uh, I first started that I wanted it to be written only from her point of view and it didn't work. And then I tried it. Uh, so I scrapped all that and wrote his and her point of view. And that seemed to help. Um, I also changed it from first person to third person, which I had never written in before, but that seemed to help. Um, so it was a lot of structural things like that that helped. And then just sort of figuring out what, uh, somewhere along the line, the writing had gotten lost from what I intended to write. And reminding myself, kind of writing down, okay, these are the things that I really wanna talk about. These are the things that inspired me to do this story. I wanna write this story. Um, it, it, yeah, so anyway, I. I I showed someone of my alpha reader the first mm -hmm. half of it and she was like, yeah, this is working. I'm like, okay, cool. Good. Okay. We're back to it. Yeah. We're back to it. She's, she's the kind who will tell me when it isn't. So I, it, I very much trust her opinion because she's not scared to tell me if it's not okay, which is valuable. The most useful thing I think I can ever have. Yes. You know? Yeah, I think you so. can't write for any everyone. You just you, you can't please everyone. But if you can pick, you know, okay, this is a a reader or a group of readers, and I am writing for you. Mm -hmm. I'm writing for me, and I'm writing for you. And if it pleases you, good. I don't write for everybody. You know, if somebody doesn't like it, oh, well, it's not for you. Right. But with her, you know, it is for her. And so if she can tell me that no you know this part didn't do it because and she always has these insights that tell me it's usually some sort of need to um, up up the drama and uh that kind of stuff but anyway yeah so i'm pleased that one i think is getting there i don't i don't even need, think i need to knock on wood because it's it's getting there yeah i don't know if it's like this for you but for me i feel like there's with each book, there's always a spark of some idea that really spoke to me. And sometimes you kind of muddle away from that and you're like, wait, why? And then you get back to it and it's like, thank you. I think I needed that reminder today for some whole projects of mine. But yeah, I mean, I feel like there's something that like really resonates with you that there's some need to write X story. Um, 
even if you don't know all mine always have that i i always I, I can point to all my books and tell you exactly what it was i wanted to explore forgiveness i wanted to explore trust i wanted to you know there's something basic like that mm -hmm. and it, everything else is built around it and so yeah when you get back to <laughs> with with this book i wanted i found a name on the side of a lighthouse and i wanted to write about that name because it was the coolest name i'd ever heard so. that's awesome <laughs> yeah i would say um you know my book unexpected i my daughter is obsessed with charlie puth the singer um like obsessed like we we pretend that i'm charlie and she's like oh we're in your land and we talk it's ridiculous so um, so we listen to his music over and over and I do like him. Um, but the song boy, um, and it's like, you won't wake up beside me cause I was born in the nineties. And so it's like a, a younger guy with an older woman. And I just kept hearing that song and like imagining that story. And so it turned into this whole nanny single parent romance where she was older than him and she was the parent and he was the na nanny, whatever. So <laughs> yeah. I understand all of that. You did? <laughs> I understand all of that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's yeah. exactly how it works. Uh -huh. Yeah. I'm kind of looking at them. The, the another book that is close to being done. Like it's at like ninety thousand words, so it just it's close. Um, my husband and son walked the Camino de Santiago in Spain. Mm -hmm. So it's five hundred and forty. My my son when he was ten, and my husband and father-in-law and nephew all walked across Spain and so I wanted to write a friends to lovers as they walked the Camino sort of things get gray and mushy and so yeah and that was kind of interesting because I got to write it sort of with my husband of like okay well what happened in this town like what does that town look like okay <laughs> that's so cool I love that wow yeah and so and, and a lot of these stories though it's like See, it sounds to me like what you were listening to with that song, that's the way you're interpreting it and that you're the only person on the planet that's going to interpret it that way. Yeah. And I feel a little bit like this, like nobody else is going to write this thing. Nobody else's husband went and walked that and writes romance. I mean, it's just, it's a weird thing, but I, I, I'm so into the idea that I had to run with it. I think that's cool. And I think it's cool that you got to do it like together. My husband will kind of help me with plotting, but not really that in depth, right? I'll be like, Oh, he's not allowed to actually read them. I mean, he read one, he read one of mine once and he told me uh, that I had an earth science error in it because he's a teacher. And I told him he was not allowed to read any of them ever again. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, he's like, the, the, the currents of California don't go that way. They go this way. You're like, you missed the point. <laughs> it was not the focus of this book. Yeah, that's funny. But see, again, he's not my audience. You know, you're not my reader. Okay, darling, that's fine. You're not reading for life science material. Yeah, <laughs> that's too funny. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for chatting with me today. It's been lovely getting to know you and to hear more insight about your thoughts and your wonderful blog. I appreciate blog. you having me on here. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so before you go, I have to ask what three things you're grateful for today. Um, for those who have read the nanny single parent romance, Unexpected, the nanny asked the little girl he watches every night this question. Mm. I am grateful that my husband helped me bring some things over to this room that I was in, even though he had taquitos cooking. <laughs> so he, he, he took a second. I am grateful 
um, for you for inviting me on here. Um, and I, I'm grateful for my kids. My, um, my daughter had a virtual band recital last night. The teacher had them record themselves in their own room. So my daughter's in her own room playing Good King Witches List on the French horn. And he spliced together all of them and made this video that he sent out today and just watching it and going, I'm grateful for my kids and also that they have these teachers who are willing to do this even in this crazy times we're in. Yes. I can keep going. I'm grateful for a lot, but that's good. That's yeah. good. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. Um, and you can find links to Leslie's books in her Instagram bio, many of which are available in Kindle Unlimited. Um, and be sure to visit her website and sign up for her newsletter to stay up to date on new releases. Um, until next week, this is Jenna Hartley. Cheers to love, laughter, and happily ever after. Stay true to yourself and keep sharing your gifts with the world because we need more women's voices like yours. Thank you for listening, and I can't wait to see you again. Like what you hear? Hit that subscribe button. Uh, share it with a friend. The more empowered women we have, the stronger the world is, the better we'll be. Thanks.